Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. To another live edition of the Patriots Beat podcast here on the CLNS Media Network. It is Brian Hines from Pat's Pulpit, joined as always by Alex Barth from 98.5, the sports hub to get into a little Patriots Chiefs this weekend, week 14. We're getting getting close to the finish line here. But um, before we do that, we obviously have to talk about the storyline that's been dominating the Patriots news the last few days, and that is... On Bill Belichick and his future, as Tom Curran of NBC Sports Boston said that, you know, he felt the decision was made to move on from Bill Belichick after that Germany game that lost to the Colts, which I believe we talked about at the time was a big game for, you know, Mr. Kraft and the Patriots organization. That's a place that, you know, they want to have ties to as an organization. And that's a big game. And, you know, you don't fire Bill Belichick just because they lose that game, obviously, but Maybe that was the cherry on top of all these, you know, these last few years of bad roster management, bad draft picks, the coaching decisions last year. And then to go over to, you know, a big game for your owner in Germany and to lay another stinker like that six points, that Mac Jones interception, he gets benched that whole two minute thing at the end. You know, maybe that was kind of the tipping point for, you know, what Curran is reporting as, you know, that was when the decision maybe uh, was made to move off Bill there. Yeah, that, that to me was the straw that broke the camel's back. When we talk about Bill Belichick's departure, I can't stress this enough. It is not because they are 3-10. and 10. It is not because of in-game coaching decisions he made. It is the general manager element of it for the last, really going back to 2019. That is, that has been, it has been an issue for some time. He was a good enough coach to overcome it for a bit. No longer. And when you look at, the situation the roster is in and the opportunity they will have this off season with their cap space and their draft capital, a guy that has struck out as much as Belichick has in terms of player acquisition. Do you give him another off season like this? And that to me is the, the, the coaching doesn't help, but yeah, it, 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 he just hasn't kept up on the player personnel side of things. Now, I talked about this today on catch 22 is there maybe a world where Belichick goes into Robert's office and says, you know what? Fine. Bring in a GM. I'll coach the team. That's all I'll do. I'll leave. Now you can come find me. You know, I'll, I'll be back for OTAs. Enjoy the off season. That's the only way I think you can really look at bill saving his job. To that point, you just brought up in the comments. Will bill coach anywhere without being GM. I think the only place he would do that is here because it saves him 
the event that would be him departing the Patriots. He's not doing that anywhere else. So I, yeah, I, I, on one hand, I'll believe it when I see it, that when Bill's gone, he's really gone. But I heard similar things in the sense that that game was very important to the crafts. That Germany game was very important to the crafts and the organization in they weren't going to compete for a Super Bowl this year, and that was kind of their shot on the international stage. And they didn't just lose the game the way it went for the offense to be as inept as it was and the quarterback position to be that handled the way it was in that game. I I wonder, and this is now me just speaking for me, I wonder if there was a moment, because I, I don't think Robert Kraft wants to get rid of Bill Belichick. I think that he's somebody that I think that Kraft respects him. I think it has been a, for the most part, a positive relationship for the significant part, a positive relationship between the two. I think there's also just a level of comfort, right? The devil you know is better than devil, the devil you don't. I, I think the last thing Robert Kraft wants, and, and do you want to be the the owner who moved on from both Tom Brady and Robert Kraft and uh, Bill Belichick? I think the last thing Robert Kraft wants to do is move on from Bill I wonder if the Colts game, looking at that, maybe maybe we saw the moment. Maybe it's when his head goes down there, right, with the with the puffy jacket. I wonder if that game was the moment, or there was a moment in that game or after that game that it finally hit Robert Kraft that was like, all right, yeah, it's it, it's just it's not going to work. It's time to move on. Uh, that is kind of how I interpreted Curran's report is that was when kind of the idea, you know, he couldn't fight it anymore. And has anything happened since to maybe change his mind? It's hard to say. Yep. Definitely. The The GM part is interesting. If he would be open to that, you know, he's never obviously been open to that in, in his career as a coach, but maybe he realizes at this point, that would be best if he like, if he wants to stay here in new England. And that's another Thing that he would have to you know go into craft and say like i want to stay here what do i have to do to stay here and maybe that's bringing in a gm i think michael lombardi talked about that a little bit earlier today on pat mcafee show or, or one of those shows that idea because you know he said you can replace bill belichick but you're not going to get a better coach right and i think you know obviously bill is still a good coach in some areas on defense the special teams has been bad this year the offense has definitely been the offense but he's still a good defensive minded coach but the big thing if he wanted to stay here would be the gm duties and where does that kind of divvy up and is he open to someone else coming in and if he is like would it still be someone that he's going to listen to right because if it's just matt grow right. like is he still going to kind of push him around and be like i'm still back here like i'm really still the guy picking picking the groceries here or like who could you bring in that bill is going to respect is it like a, a john robinson is yeah of, like, there's only if, if you were going to do that the the list of people who could take that job is incredibly short you're yeah. talking about john robinson thomas dimitrov who's been out of the league for three years I don't even know about Dave Ziegler. The other one would be Scott Pioli, and he's got a very nice TV gig that, by the way, he's very good at, and yeah. I, I like him in that role. That's probably it, <clears throat> unless you're going to bring, like, Bill Parcells back to do it. And I don't even know that Parcells would do that to Belichick in this very, very <laughs> wild hypothetical that will not happen. Uh, yeah, you couldn't have Matt Groh do it. You can't just bring in, you know, some rising young kid from Miami or San Francisco or Kansas City and – and just be like, all right, you're going to, you know, tell Bill Belichick who he can and can't have his players. It's 
not going to happen. Yep. And, and the other part of this is, you know, I see people in the chat already bringing up names. Ben Johnson, someone said Eric Bieniemy is like, who will take over for him? And you, we'll dive into that a lot, obviously, if it does happen. And which is like three or four weeks. And that hit me like last night thinking about this is like, I keep saying, oh, a decision on Bill, it's like months away, but it's it's coming. It's like three or four yeah. weeks away right after the season ends because they got to get going. And I know I know Ben Johnson or, or Biennemi is the hot names, but I'm still kind of in the mindset where I'd be surprised if it wasn't Gerard Mayo, just, you know, wanting to keep the dynasty ways a little bit intact. Right. And we heard Kraft go, on and on on college game day about loyalty and you know we know how big that is to him so i would be surprised if it wasn't gerard mayo and i honestly wouldn't would be surprised too if bill o'brien isn't his offensive coordinator and that fact going forward uh from here on out if they do eventually move on from bill yeah you can keep a ton of continuity and they i think they want continuity and that's gerard mayo's the head coach Steve probably follows Bill wherever he goes. You promote Demarcus Covington, who's done a fantastic job this year. Demarcus Covington, a defensive coordinator. Bill O'Brien stays on offense. He's a guy that has developed quarterbacks before. He didn't do a great job with Mac Jones this year. I wonder if he maybe got here too late. The damage was done by Matt Patricia. But there, there's continuity there. And I, as people may hate hearing that, I think there's going to be – there's they're going to want continuity. Yeah. I think like O'Brien would be the the big question mark. I know because after this year, it hasn't been great, obviously. But if you're going to have a first-time head coach in Gerard Mayo, I think it would definitely be helpful to have a guy like Bill O'Brien who's been around, obviously, a long time. He's been a head coach. He has that experience. He can develop quarterbacks. Kraft, obviously, you know, likes him. He really was the one pushing for him to to hire him this past offseason. So I think that would be a move that, that Kraft would probably be like, I think Bill O'Brien wants to stay here. I think he kind of came back with the intention of being around here for a few years. Uh, this is home to him, obviously. So as long as Mayo is open to it, and I believe Albert Breer, I think it was Albert Breer reported that that's something Mayo would be open to is keeping Billy O around as the offensive coordinator. I, I do think that's a path that, that you're most likely headed towards there with, with Mayo and that defensive staff, staff keeping continuity and then you can let Billy O work on the offense and whoever this next quarterback, probably a rookie, uh, will be that they acquire in the offseason. Right, exactly. Yep. So any other last thoughts on Bill there or, or that report or anything else from the, these past few days you had or, or we can get over get over to the game? No, I think that's pretty much that. All right. So we can get over to Patriots Chiefs, but before we do that, we can get a quick word from our wonderful friends over at FanDuel. Score early this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money bet. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action NFL. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including you got spreads, you got your player props, you got over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash Boston and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Massachusetts. Hope is here. First online real money wager only. $5 pregame money line wager required. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. 
Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling Helpline MA.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support. Play it smart from the start. GameSenseMA.com or call 1-800-GAM-1234. All right, so Patrick Mahomes coming to town. It's down to an eight and a half point line over on FanDuel. I believe it oh, opened. Oh, that's. That I have a friend that calls that a rat line. Yeah, I believe it opened at 10, 10 and a half. So Patriots are getting some points here. Sounds like Taylor Swift's going to be in the building. And I don't know. I mean, the Chiefs are coming here in kind of a tough spot. They're two and four in their last six. Obviously, the, all the offsides and the complaining, it was in the headlines the, after last week, but, you know, kind of drawn some similarities to like the 06 Pats or the 18 Pats where you have the quarterback, the best quarterback in the league, but the supporting cast around him isn't as solid, right? That Chiefs wide receiver core has got a lot of attention. They lead the league in drop. So they're kind of, you know, looking to find their footing here and, Pats off a win. Could you cover that eight and a half? Could you? I think it's going to be kind of a close one here at, at Gillette. I, I I think it can be close. I certainly see a world in which it's close. I think the guy that is going to make the biggest difference is actually a defensive player for the Chiefs, and that's Chris Jones. Yep. And, and I guess we can start there. You watched Chris Jones last week. If the Chiefs don't implode offensively at the end of that game, Chris Jones is the player of the game. Seven pressures, second week in a row, he's hit that number. He is unblockable right now. And the Chiefs are starting to play games with him. They're moving him around. They're playing him in a defensive end. They're playing him in the middle. They're running him off stunts. They're running him off twists. And it's everything works. Whatever button they press with him right now, it works. Maybe they stand him up and put him off the edge. Like, that would probably <laughs> work. With how much of I don't actually think they're going to do that. But with, you get the point. With how much of a heater they're on. I really like uh, just the game he's playing right now. And when you look at the Patriots, there's multiple spots on this offensive line. He can attack. Cole Strange has had trouble with those big athletic power rushers. City sold a rough game last week. I wouldn't be surprised if they rotate at left tackle again, especially with Trent Brown missing practice today due to an illness. So you have Connor McDermott over there. Seems like all the chances in the world for Chris Jones to tee off. And Bailey Zappi has handled, look, he's handled pressure better than Matt. And I'm not talking about the blitz. I'm talking about pressure, rusher in his face. He's handled it better than Mac Jones. I don't think that's saying much. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> but it's been an issue at times, and he's going to have Chris Jones bearing down on him quite a bit on Sunday. And if Chris Jones can set up like a scoop and score or force an interception or something like that, that that could get things rolling. That certainly could get things rolling. So Chris Jones, to me, is the most has the chance to make the biggest impact of any player in this game. He's been excellent. He's going up a pay, against the Patriots offense line that has been spotty and a young quarterback that did start to look a little sped up in the second half of last week's game as, as well as he played in the first half. Yeah. I mean, we know, you know, Steve Spagnuolo, the defensive coordinator over there, will heat up the opposition. He's oh, no yeah. stranger of bringing some pressure. And you don't even need to do that when you have Chris Jones. And, you know, this is a guy who the same skill set as like a DeForest Buckner or Quinn and Williams who has put Cole Strange on the bench before. Now, Cole Strange has played well these past few games, but – it's Chris Jones, one of the best interior rushers. And, you know, you have City So, who you mentioned twists and stunts. He's a rookie. He had some issues with that Thursday night against Pittsburgh. And then if you're rotating in Connor McDermott, 
and Trent Brown, who even if he's out there, you know, he looks compromised with this ankle injury and the knee injury that he's been battling through. So wherever Chris Jones lines up, he's probably going to have a mismatch. Even if he lines up against a healthy David Andrews, he's probably going to have a mismatch. So that that's going to be an issue. And with Zappi, his, his numbers have been good against the Blitz. Like you said, he's better than Mac Jones moving around in the pocket. But you saw that second half and he even said it at the podium the other day like he was getting antsy he was missing some reads it looked like he was rushing things at times probably led to that interception where you know he could have just checked it down to Zeke or waited a second and hit hit Hunter Henry over uh, the intermediate area of the field but kind of got rushed kind of got antsy and you know led to a force in that interception so if you have Chris Jones bearing down sitting in your lap all day like that's going to be tough tough spot for Zappi Right. Uh, is happy to be in, especially if he was already starting to get that antsiness uh, uh, last week. Won't get any easier. And I, I know the Chiefs' defense is pretty weak against the run. I think they're like 29th or 30th ranked ranked against the run uh, this year. So you'd imagine it's a big Zeke game. But I, I mean, knowing Steve Steve Spagnuolo, like you'd assume he's going to load up and try to stop the run first, make Zappy beat him through the air and then you know still dial up that pressure that uh, that would be what i imagine would be spags's game plan in this one yeah it, it, they're gonna completely unload on on bailey zappy in this game chris jones like you said is the tip of the iceberg i think they're gonna come after him and because of the way the patriots receivers play you know across the board you, you can kind of go man on man and, and bring the extra guys you need to bring so i would not be surprised if this one of the the uh if the Patriots face one of the highest blitz rates in this game, they've faced all season. Yep. And you mentioned the wide receivers. They're all hurt. The only healthy wide receiver not on the injury report now is Jalen Rager. Cause Juju still has that ankle. Parker has the knee pop is back on the practice field, which is a good sign, but he, you know, he's still limited with the concussion. And then Taekwon popped up today with a hamstring and booty still on there with a shoulder. So they got good performances out of Juju finally last week, but like this is a pretty decimated wide receiver core and you obviously are down Kendrick Bourne already. So the, the whole unit is kind of banged up there. So you hope Hunter Henry can continue his stretch. Like he had two touchdowns last week. You hope he can make an impact. We mentioned on the, Recap of the Steelers game, there were times Farrell Brown was running open. So you got to hit those. And even though the wide receiver core is, you know, hurt and banged up and we know the talent level, like I'd still like to see that first half game plan from Bill O'Brien where, all right, let's get aggressive. What do we have to lose here? Let's try to push the ball downfield and then we'll see what happens from there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But uh, I think that was most of the offense. Anything else you have there with, Patriots wise, Zappy. I mean, it's just can can Zeke's had fifty touches the last two weeks. That's a guy they're yeah. gonna need to lean on. And, and he, you know, he said this week, uh, what was he say? I hope they use me up right over the last four down, games. Yeah. And yeah, he's he's ready to be the bell cow, but where's where's he at? Because they need him to be that guy again, and they're gonna need him to be that guy down the stretch if they want to win any more games. Yep. And it kind of reminds me, you know, previewing the Chargers game, we said you can run the ball in the Chargers, but are you going to be able to keep pace with Justin Herbert? And I guess they were because the defense held them to six, but kind of that same thing. You could run the ball against the Chiefs, but you know, is that going to be enough to score points against Patrick Mahomes? We'll see if the defense can help there. But uh, yeah, you're, you're definitely probably going to rely on Zeke. Hopefully they're still aggressive pushing the ball downfield, and then it's just 
can you block Chris Jones up front there? But uh, that's the offensive side. We can jump over to the defensive side. But before we do that, if you'd like to be in the building this weekend and see Patrick Mahomes and potentially see Taylor Swift, you should head over to SeatGeek. And we can hear from our friends at SeatGeek right now. You know, I've been looking for the best deal on Celtics tickets. And with over 28 million downloads, SeatGeek is the number one rated ticketing app. There are more than 70,000 events every single day on SeatGeek, including concerts, sports festivals, and more. With the NFL, NBA, and NHL seasons of full swing, you don't want to miss out. SeatGeek has your tickets to every game. Plus, artists like Travis Scott are on tour. They put all the tickets across the web in one place to make sure you're getting a good deal. Each ticket is rated on a scale of 1 to 10, so look for the green dots. Green means good and red means bad. Every ticket is backed by their buyer guarantee, and SeatGeek is the only site that lets you return your tickets ahead of the event with swaps. So as you know, I always come through for you guys. You can use my code DREAMERSPRO for $20 off tickets at SeatGeek. That's $20 off your first purchase with promo code DREAMERSPRO. Make sure you check the link in the description to download the app. All right, so jumping over to the Chiefs offense, which you know we mentioned has been kind of slow the past few weeks, even though they have Patrick Mahomes still and the Hall of Fame tight end and, and Travis Kelsey, but... It's the wide receiver position for them. It's Kadarius Tooney. It's Rashi Rice, who has come on a bit, but he's still a rookie. It's Marquez Valdez-Scantling they got back. They're just not on the same page as Patrick Mahomes a lot. They lead the league in drops. Kadarius Tony is lining up offsides like every play and then getting called for it in key situations. So it's been a, it's been something that Patrick Mahomes never has really had to face at this point in his career. Like, He's in December. He only has a, a one-game lead in his division. There might have to go on the road for the first time in his career in the playoffs. So it's kind of a unique position for Mahomes here. And you know, his what's this? His fourth, fifth year, fourth year starting, fifth year in the league. Right. And look, I I can't stand the people who want to compare Patrick Mahomes to Tom Brady <laughs> because it's just. Way too, among other things, Tom Brady did it for 20 years. Patrick Mahomes, no matter what he does right now, cannot match Tom Brady in terms of career accomplishments because Tom Brady's greatest career accomplishment is his longevity. That being said, if you really want to tell me they're in the same ballpark, there there were years, Brian, uh, 2006, 2013, and maybe they didn't ultimately win the Super Bowl, but like the Chiefs are in danger. They're only one game up in the division. Uh they're right. They're only one game up in the division. Yeah. Denver's on their tails. Right. There were times it felt like, and I'm not, they've done a terrible job putting talent around Patrick Mahomes this year. Obviously, obviously Travis Kelsey's there, but they did not put sufficient resources towards replacing Tyreek Hill. There were times when Tom Brady was throwing to the Rache Caldwells or the Kembrell Tompkins of the world that it almost just seemed like he decided, you know what? I don't care that these guys aren't good enough. I'm going to make them good enough. I'm going to throw the ball so well that they can't drop these passes and they can't run the wrong routes. There's no real football term for it, but you know what I mean? Like, you know, you remember that feeling? Yeah. If Patrick Mahomes really is, and look, he's he's the best quarterback in the league right now. He's well on track to be the best of his era. 
that's such a far cry from what Tom Brady was. If all these nutcases in Kansas City and the national media, if he really is that guy, if if the dynasty Patriots with Tom Brady lost a couple bad games in a row and they were to play, you know, a down and out bottom of the league Chiefs team, so flip the rolls, the Patriots would score no less than 42 points. Let's see. And last week felt like a breaking point. Last week felt like a point where Mahomes kind of snapped. He's yeah. never really had to deal with this before. He's had to deal with pressure in the sense of playing in the playoffs and competing for Super Bowls and, you know, big games against elite quarterbacks. He's never really had to put a struggling team on his back and drag them kicking and screaming to wins. And a lot of great quarterbacks have had to do that multiple times. We don't really know how he's going to handle this situation. Let's see. This is a game that the Chiefs should win by three or four touchdowns. But we're sitting here, you know, it's an eight-point spread. Vegas thinks it's a close game. Let's see. It'd be like the uh, Bengals game, right, in 2014, where you just got blown out by the Chiefs, and now you're kind of playing this lousy Bengals team, or and you come in with all this noise, and everyone says you suck, and then you drop 40 on them, and you, and you blow them out. But, yeah, it's like I think – Brady could, it seemed like he would always elevate his guys, right? Like the Austin Collie and Kembrell Tompkins game winning drive, or that clip that goes around on, on Twitter a lot where it was 2006. And I forget the ESPN announcer's name, Tony something saying like, he's throwing all these guys and we don't even know their names. Right. And right. that was, and he didn't always win the Super Bowl, but he got to the AFC championships and he still blew out teams on the way. So some adversity for Mahomes here, and they haven't played. He hasn't played the Patriots since 2020. That since the Cam Newton COVID missed, game. Yeah, Brian Hoyer was that the timeout. He's calling, trying to call yep. a timeout. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't have any. He left. took the sack. He took the sack. Yeah. Half. But um, Bills always had good defensive game plans. It seems against him, and it's you know a lot of man coverage, a lot of kind of too high safeties. I know they used to like double Tyreek Hill all the time. Obviously you don't have to deal with Tyreek Hill now, but you'd imagine it be kind of the same, especially with these receivers now who aren't world-class man beaters. You'd assume they're just going to kind of line up and, and play a lot of man to man, probably a lot of focus on Travis Kelsey hitting them at the line of scrimmage. I'd imagine it's a big Jalen Mills game, that bigger corner type safety body type that, you know, you'd probably like against a guy like Travis Kelsey. So that's been the game plan in the past, and I don't really see much reason switching it over uh, on this one with the struggles that the Chiefs are going through right now. Right. It, yeah, it's a good point. Yeah. Sorry. But, I mean, there there's two things that I think are going to happen, and it's going to be frustrating, and Travis Kelsey is going to look wide open on one play. Yeah. And you're going to be like, who's covering him? And he's just going to find space. And another is it's probably going to be like third and 13 late in the game, a crucial down and Patrick Mahomes is going to scramble for a first down because he always seems to pull one of those out. I think he's one of the top scrambling. He's, I, don't know. I, I know he has the most scrambles is as any quarterback okay. in the league. I don't, I don't know if he's like most yards or best average or whatever, but, but he has the most scrambles. That was yeah. what I think I was looking at most scrambles in the league. Like, he, he's not the fa he's not like Lamar, but there always seems to be a play, especially if you're playing him in man coverage and everyone's back is turned to him. He's always seems to pull out one or two key third downs with his legs, which is extremely frustrating as a defense, but it's going to happen. And a guy we've been talking about a lot the past few weeks is Mac Wilson, right? He's really come on 
he's kind of a speedy spy type of guy. We saw him against Pittsburgh, like rush, but also keeping an eye on Mitch Trubisky. And then he pulls him down behind the line of scrimmage for a sack in a spy type role. So wouldn't be surprised if you see Mac Wilson in that type of role to try to negate some of those Mahomes scrambles when, you know, when the opportunity presents themselves for him. Yeah. And that's, they're going to make Mahomes uncomfortable. Like the game plan is you take away Travis for years. The way they played the chiefs was take away Tyreek Hill and force everything to Travis Kelsey. Obviously the chiefs have done the take away Tyreek Hill part. They took care of that two years ago. So they're going to lock up Travis Kelsey. My question is, does Mahomes, and maybe it's Rasheed Rice, the rookie, does Mahomes trust any of his receivers enough to truly lean on them? Because I think the Patriots can relatively take Travis Kelsey out of the game. They're not going to blank him, but I think they can limit him significantly. Does he trust any of his receivers enough to make them a volume target in this game? Especially, it seems like the running back, Isaiah Pacheco, is not going to play. He's been his second favorite target behind Kelsey. Will Mahomes trust any of those wide receivers to make the plays, or is Mahomes going to get antsy in the pocket and get sped up and start running around a ton like he did when he was younger? I think there's a real chance we see that. That's probably the best-case scenario for the Patriots. You want you don't want Mahomes throwing the ball. If Mahomes is throwing the ball, he's probably going to do something. You want him tucking the ball and running, and you can kind of knock him around a little bit, and you can limit his gains and things like that. Yep. And you mentioned Pacheco. That's a big one. Missed last week's game. He hasn't practiced all week with a, a shoulder injury, I believe it is. I know the Patriots' run defense has been like the best in football for a long stretch of time now, but Isaiah Pacheco is really good, and that Chiefs' run defense or run offense, excuse me, has yeah. come to life recently. And he makes plays as a pass catcher too. So he's probably their number two guy, I'd say, in that offense behind Kelsey. And if they don't have him, that's a that's a big loss for for them on Sunday. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. It would be a, a very significant loss because Clyde edwards has never really panned out. And Pacheco's speed is a difference maker. And we've seen the Patriots struggle with speed this year. That was the guy coming in before. And obviously, I don't want to say, like, I didn't know he was hurt. I knew he was hurt. He didn't play last week. I didn't know the extent of it. Like, I thought he'd probably be playing this week. When I came in looking at this game, it was all right. They're going to take Travis Kelsey away. And Isaiah Pacheco is going to have, remember the game Kareem Hunt had against them? In, that, what like, was that 2018 2019 season opener or yeah, just like, yeah yeah i was like all right isaiah pacheco is going to have the kareem hunt game they're going to put all their assets to travis kelsey and pacheco is going to catch like 10 passes for 100 yards and a touchdown and run for another 100 and he's just going to go off I, there's not another guy in the offense who can do it again rasheed rice is encouraging for a rookie i i don't think he's ready to be that number one guy yet maybe he proves me wrong this week and jc jackson has not played well but 
if the Chiefs beat the Patriots with Rasheed Rice being the guy, tip my hat. You know, good job by <laughs> Rasheed Rice. There's not much you can do at that point. Pacheco is a massive, massive, massive loss for them. Yep. I agree there. But one thing I've been kind of thinking about this for a few weeks now, and Jason brings it up in the chat here. I want to get your opinion on it. He said, Kelsey has been looking slow. I think Travis Kelsey might retire after this year. I mean, he's 34 years old. He is looking a little slow and he's got all this like commercial, like he's made a big enough name right. for himself outside of the NFL where hey, if, if he pops the question, he, he won't even be the, you know, Taylor, main breadwinner. Yeah. Right. Like, I don't know. I could see like, you always get one of those maybe surprise retirements at the end of the year. I wouldn't be surprised if that's uh, Kelsey at the end. Yeah, of, I think he doesn't Aaron Donald. I think he says he's going to retire and then get ends up getting money, get money to stick around. That, that's what I think. But yep. who knows? With and, and look, we made it 30 <laughs> minutes in without a Taylor Swift reference. So I'm proud of us. I'm sure, sure. Sophie Weller for May disease somewhere. Very disappointed. It's every time it, it, it every time it look, Sophie does a great job, but it's so funny. Like every time she goes up to a player or asks them a question this week, cause she is like the resident Taylor Swift reporter. They all know. And you can see they're like, Oh, like Bill O'Brien. She got Bill O'Brien on Tuesday. He said he was uncomfortable. Obviously the Bailey Zappi clip went viral, but we made it 30 minutes. Good job. <laughs> So yeah, that was just a take I was working yeah. on. So I don't know, but um, oh, I was gonna say something else, but it slipped my mind on the Taylor Swift comments. But uh, any other uh, defense, defensive thoughts, or, or Mahomes, or anything else? The the way everybody's been playing the Chiefs this year, and it's it's worked. Like it's kind of been the book on them is to go too high, like too high safeties. Yeah. And we've talked a lot about this year about how. The Patriots don't even really have one deep safety. They've kind of struggled to find that free safety. It's been Jabril Peppers in recent weeks, but that's not his role. Now you need to find two. People are going to hate this, but get ready. It's going to be a big Miles Bryant game. I think you see a lot of two high with Miles Bryant as one of those deep safeties. That could be a look. Uh, the alternative would be Jalen Mills, but they just don't seem <clears throat> super excited to play him. They don't seem eager to get him on the field. I think you see a lot of Miles Bryant in this game as a second high safety especially if they do get Mills on the field, but he's like kind of the Kelsey guy, right? Like that. Would yeah. Open that's, up that's a good point too. Maybe Bryant to kind of play deep more, but yeah, I think Mahomes is fourth or fifth and like going against those two high shells this year. So that's definitely been uh, kind of the book on him so that you, you would expect lots of man and a lot of that, but Diego asked the most important question, Alex, can we get a shake it off no. karaoke session? No, I saw him? that. Nope. No. Okay. That's not going to happen. <laughs> I did out Taylor Swift, Evan Lazar, though, who is a self-described Swifty. So I did that today on Catch Twenty Two. You what? I you embarrassed out, out Taylor Swift them? I yeah, and I'm not a Taylor Swift. Like, look, I respect her. Her music's great. He, I, I dropped a Taylor Swift reference. He got mad at me that I was annoyed by all the Taylor Swift references, and then I dropped one. And he didn't even get it. He said the song was too much of a deep cut. So, what was the song? Was putting all the reporters on blast today. Uh, the last yeah. Great American Dynasty. Oh, I, I said know the that. Chiefs. Well, that's not a thank you. Threat. Right. It's, I said the Chiefs are not the next great American dynasty. The Patriots are the last great American <laughs> dynasty, which is true. I'm not but, good on the, right. the song names, but I know that one. So that can't even be because I've seen enough of these Twitter accounts trying to be cute and being like all our opponents is Taylor Swift songs. And then it's just that for the Patriots. Yeah. Right. So that, that's a good one, though. Last great American dynasty. But uh, we can wrap up quickly. Uh, only two special teams notes I had. We're still 
kind of on Chatter Island watch here because he hasn't got a kick, a field goal attempt. I know he had a few extra points, but yeah. hasn't had a field goal attempt since that Giants miss. Looks like it's going to be warm on Sunday, but maybe a little rain in there. So we'll see the conditions. And then they need a new kick returner because they cut Ty Montgomery. I know it was Jalen Rager the one time they switched earlier this year, and he had one return for two yards because yeah. he muffed the ball. So I don't know. I know they have Jermichael Hasty on the roster. Uh, I don't know who else they have with experience as a kick returner, but they need a new kick returner. So we'll, we'll kind of see what happens there. I, I, I would think it's going to be um, uh, Rager. Rager, yeah. That would be my guess. That's That would be my guess too, but we'll, we'll kind of see where that one goes. But yeah, any other last thoughts on this one? I mean, could be a, a good game. You'd expect, I mean... The Chiefs should theoretically blow them out, but it could be kind of a right. close game. I know. I think you can go. Yeah, just I, I would I would say again. I think that the Chiefs. What are they? Are they really this kind of this generation's franchise? Are they? You know, was the, the Cowboy, the Steelers in the eighties, Cowboys in the nineties, Patriots in the two thousands and twenty tens? Are the Chiefs really that next great team? If they are. They win this game as a blowout. They reestablish themselves. They say, you know, yeah, we had a couple down weeks, but we're back. We, we've worked through the issues. You know, last week was the wake-up call. That's what that dominant franchise would do. If they come out and struggle with the Patriots, the divisions, even if they win, the division's like in doubt for them right now. This is not a game. They, they need to make a statement. They need to remind everybody who they are in a wide open AFC. So I think we're going to, and I personally find this fascinating. The fact it happens to be against the Patriots, I think elevates it because one, it is that last dynasty and two, we get to cover it closer because it's a team we cover, right? If they were playing the Panthers, I'd still find it a very interesting game, but in terms of the storylines around it, but obviously we won't be talking about it as much. So I'm just fascinated with the Chiefs response to really getting punched in the mouth for the first time in the Patrick Mahomes era. They've had some bad losses. The the 18 AFC Championship game against the Patriots. To lose that game at home, tough loss. The loss to Brady in the Super Bowl, tough loss. But it's like, you're right there. Nobody was saying they weren't a great team. Nobody wins every Super Bowl. Even the Patriots didn't win every Super Bowl as much as they maybe should have. <laughs> against a 3-10 and 10 team that doesn't have a quarterback that's about to fire its coach, coming off getting embarrassed on basically national TV, the CBS Game of the Week, you got to respond because everybody's, you know what this game kind of reminds me of? And it's a little different, but down the stretch in 18 Patriots lost a couple bad games. They had a loss to a not so great Steelers team. They get embarrassed in Miami and the Miami miracle. And they, they play the chargers in the playoffs. They, they didn't blow them out, but they beat them handily. And then after the game, Tom Brady has that comment. That's like, everybody thinks one says we suck and we're not good enough. Right. Do the Chiefs, one, have that in them to embrace that? Because they've never embraced being the underdog before. They haven't had to. And two, it's one thing to think that. It's another thing to do it. You know, don't talk about it. Be about it. Can the Chiefs back up all this crap their fans have been talking for three years about how they truly are the next Patriots? Simply winning the game does not do that. If they win this game by seven points, and we remember this from when the Patriots were that team, they beat a bad team by seven points. The, the walls are falling down. Yep. If the Chiefs really are that team, they win by three touchdowns. Yep. Let's see if they let's see if they can back. I up. agree with you, and we'll find out on Sunday. And as always, Alex and I will be back next week to break that down. So make sure you subscribe 
to the channel on YouTube and turn on your notifications so you do know when we go live. But until then, you can follow Alex on Twitter at RealAlexBarth. Go read all his coverage for the game at 985thesportshub.com. You can follow me on Twitter at I am Brian Hines. Go to patspulpit.com for all my work. Enjoy the game. Enjoy the weekend, everyone. Thank you for tuning in, and we will see you next week.